Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression in motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 61. I am your host, Arielle Wozniak. And I'm really excited that this is 2021. I know that we've had, or many of us have had a bit of a rough go at 2020. Um, There are just a lot of things that happened in the world and impacted many people's lives. And so I feel like we're all just very hopeful going into 2021 and that we're all just looking for something different, looking for a change. And I am so excited. I am right there with you. So one of the things that I committed to for this year, and I will say, I know that people do that whole thing where they have like a word for the year, and I really wasn't planning to do one this year, but I feel like the word kind of chose me. And so um, my word for the year, and sorry if I just hit my mic, but uh, my word for the year is commitment. And I feel like I've chosen this before for a word, but clearly I need it if I've chosen it multiple times. Um, But yeah, so this year I have committed to doing video podcasts. So um, you may be watching this on YouTube or you might be listening to this on your favorite podcast um, station or podcast platform. Uh, But either way, I am so excited that you're here and really excited about what I get to talk to you about today. So when I was first struggling with postpartum depression, I feel like there were so many things that I just, I didn't know. I did not know to expect them. And because I didn't know to expect them, they became things that were just really scary. And um, just, I didn't, I didn't know about them. And so I, I think a lot of times we fear what is unknown. And that was absolutely the case for me. So the goal with recording today's episode is that I want to share with you some of the things that were just totally unexpected, completely left field for me um, as far as PPD symptoms. So let's go ahead and dive right in. And another goal for this year was to be a little bit more concise. So yeah, let's go ahead and dive right into today's episode. Uh, these are the top three symptoms that I experienced that I just was not expecting. Uh, so number one is this concept called derealization, and I feel like I've to- I've talked I've talked I've talked about this on a previous episode. Uh, but derealization is the best way I can explain it. It's like you are living in a movie, like life doesn't quite feel like it's real. Um, And so I can remember so often just sitting on the couch at home and my family is just like running around. Um, There's many of them, three children and my husband. So they're all running around kind of doing their own thing and just living their life. And I just remember feeling so disconnected. Like I wasn't really there. I was kind of there physically, but mentally it was like I wasn't actually there. I felt totally disconnected from the moment, totally disconnected from my family. It was like this weird sensation. I remember the first time I actually experienced it, I was on the way to the doctor's office, which 
God bless my doctor because I called her so many times. Um, but I was on the way to the doctor's office because I was experiencing um, like really low energy. And so I was driving to the office and I knew how to get there. Um, and it was like, I kind of disconnected from the action of actually driving. And I was totally mentally thinking about a whole different world. Um, so much so that when I kind of came to, it was like, I didn't quite know where I was. I felt a little bit confused. I'm like, how did I even get here? And I know many of us have experienced that before outside of anxiety or depression where we've maybe driven home on autopilot and you get home and you're like, how did that happen? How did I get here? This is a little bit different than that experience because it's it's really kind of like you are disconnected. Like there is a, a disconnect from what's actually happening in reality and you. And it's it's a really, really strange feeling. And it's hard to just kind of put your, your finger on it and really describe it. And it really makes sense if you felt it. So if you felt derealization before, you're like, oh, that's what that was. And that was really, really scary for me. And I remember going onto the internet, Dr. Google, and typing in, I don't even know what I typed in to get to derealization. But anyway, I got there. And it was a blog post from someone. And it was like scary, um, scary symptoms of anxiety or, or something like that. And the derealization was one of the symptoms on there. And I felt, first of all, I felt seen because I, I realized that it wasn't just me experiencing this and someone else had gone through the same experience. But then I also felt even more anxious because it was listed as a scary symptom of anxiety. And what's interesting to me is that um, my, my son, Abram, he oftentimes will experience um, anxiety in different areas of his life. And um, for, I was going to say the 4th of July, it was not the 4th of July, um, for January 1st, like, you know, at midnight, New Year's Eve, everyone's doing fireworks, way too many fireworks. Um, but they were trying to go to bed and it was even before midnight that these fireworks had started. So my kids are trying to go to bed and my son says to me, I'm really scared of the sound of the fireworks. And I said to him something that it just naturally came out of my mouth, but wasn't even something I saw, I thought too much about. Um, but what I said to him was that it's only scary when you don't know what it is. Once you know what it is, it's no longer scary. That takes the fear out of that because you know it's not something to fear. And so it's no longer a scary symptom of anxiety. It's just something that's uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe I don't want to experience it, but I have no reason to be afraid of derealization or any other symptom of anxiety. Once you know what it is and you can put a name to it, at least in my mind, it gives some relief. And so um, even though I read that blog post and I was like, okay, that's one of the scary symptoms of anxiety. Oh my goodness. Like, this is really like dangerous. I had to go through a process of kind of talking myself down and off of that ledge and really understanding that there was nothing, there was nothing to be afraid of because I knew what it was now. I could put a name to it. I could call it out for what it is. And then I can move about my day. But 
derealization is something that, like I said, it is an uncomfortable sensation. It's something that many people experience with anxiety, um, whether that's in the postpartum period or let's say you have a two-year-old or whatever that looks like in life. Many of us will experience anxiety in our life. And derealization is something that is common. Um, from the research that I saw, it was like 50% of people in their lifetime will experience derealization. So there's a good number of us that will experience this sensation, but it's just not something that's talked about. And so for me, it was like, I don't know what this is. Why am I feeling like this? Why do I feel disconnected? Like, why do I feel like this is not real life? And like, why am I feeling this way? And no one else experiences this. Um, so much so that I remember one night in particular, um, I was giving my daughter a bath and, or I was about to give her a bath. And I like called my mom and my husband into the bathroom. And I was like, have you guys ever felt like this wasn't real life? And they both looked at me like, um, no, <laughs> but like, I was so panicked in that moment because I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And so if you're feeling that way, I want you to be encouraged that it is something that's common and it's something that can be addressed. One other thing I do want to mention, though, is it is something that can be ongoing for the rest of your life. And I don't say that to scare you, but I, I say that just to make you aware. Because even now, there are times when I experience the realization, but it's not scary. It's really, to me, it's a signal. Okay, you're, you're getting a little bit anxious. What are you worked up about? Um, it's really an opportunity for me to assess the situation and make adjustments as necessary. So I don't want you to think of it as something that's scary, but rather just uncomfortable and a signal. So you take that in and you decide what you need to do or what you need to change so that you can feel more normal or whatever it is that you're looking to feel. Um, and I, I do have notes with me. So just to make sure I don't miss anything with this being my very first one that I'm actually recording or video recording. Um, but yeah, so feeling emotionally disconnected, like you're in a movie, and then distortions. I have to touch on this. So I would experience a lot of distortions with either time or with space. And this is something that is common with derealization and that I didn't really even recognize until more recently. Um, but this distortion of time, like it could feel like five minutes is an hour or you just, you get kind of lost in time, that is common with derealization. And then the distortion of space, like not really knowing how much space you might have, like if you're driving a car or um, just like the, the spatial recognition is not as stellar, if you will, when you're experiencing derealization. Um, so all those things encompass derealization. Uh, there's also something called depersonalization. I would encourage you to look into that as well. Um, and I'll just briefly touch on it because I did not experience it as much as derealization. But depersonalization is when you feel disconnected from who you are. Um, really, the, the best example is like you might look at yourself in the mirror and not feel like that's you that you're looking at or you that's looking back at you. Or you may look at your hands and be like, I don't know, like what is, what is this body that I'm in? Um, just feeling that disconnection there. Or some people even feel like, um, it might feel like maybe your legs feel like twisted or like uh, 
like you have sensations of like tightness throughout your body and it just feels weird, I guess is the best way to describe it. But if you're feeling any of those symptoms, I encourage you to look into depersonalization because that might be something that you're experiencing as well. And again, it's not scary once you know what it is, because then that allows you to label it and to move forward with your life. So that's number one that I experienced was the derealization. Number two was the inability to focus. This one really, really got me because I honestly felt like I was just like losing my mind because I couldn't focus on things like I had in the past. Um, So many times I would like forget something or I might uh, just not be able to have a conversation with someone the same way that I used to have a conversation um, because I was unable to focus on the words that they were saying. Like I might literally be looking at you as you're speaking, watching your lips move and not hear a word that you have said to me. And the same thing would happen to me sometimes when I would watch TV. Like I can be looking at the screen. I can see what's happening and like my eyes, they're there. They're looking at it, but it's not coming in through my brain. Like I'm not truly focused on what it is that I'm watching or what I'm actually a part of. Um, And so that lack of focus or the inability to focus really scared me because I felt like maybe I have like amnesia or um, like I'm getting some disease of the brain where I'm going to forget everything. Um, It had gotten so bad at one point that I actually wrote a letter to my children because I was afraid that I was going to forget who they were, forget who I was. And like, there's just not going to be any mothering my children. And so I wrote them like letters to explain what's happening or like how much I love them and how much I want to be a part of their lives. Like no matter what my actions might show, because I was convinced that I might truly just forget everything because I could not focus on any one thing and like absorb what was being given to me. And that was just like the most frustrating thing to me because I like to have conversation. I like to talk to people and to know kind of what's going on in your life and be able to to have those relationships. But this kind of took that away from me because I couldn't even focus on a basic conversation to know how you're doing. Um, I had seen this meme once that I felt like really kind of captured how I was feeling in that moment. Um, it was like, it said something like my toxic, toxic trait is that I ask people their name and I forget to listen. And that was me. Like I would literally just like zone out and not even hear what it is that you're saying. And then I would kind of come back to the moment and be like, what are they saying? Like trying to like talk to myself in my head, like, what were they saying? What are we talking about? Like trying to catch some glimpse of the conversation so that it doesn't look like I'm totally lost. But many times I would just be totally lost. And I'd be like, wait, what did you say? Can, can you repeat that? Because it was just like, I was not, I was not able to have the conversation. I was not able to be fully there. Again, it's this kind of process of physically being there, but mentally I'm checked out somewhere else a lot of zoning out. 
And many times those things might be kind of connected. So the derealization might be connected to this lack of focus or this inability to focus because you're like mentally just doing another thing. Um, And so that happened to me a lot, like a lot, a lot. I would have times when I would like start doing something like maybe I'm washing the dishes. I would start washing the dishes and something else pops in my head, like literally walk away, water still running, like just going about my life, you know, no big deal here. Um, Or if I'm making a bottle, like I might put in, let's say it required two scoops of formula, which is a whole nother conversation having to um, switch from breastfeeding to the formula and all those things and all of that good stuff. Um, but like, let's say it required two scoops of the formula into the bottle of water. Like I might literally put in one scoop and be like, did I, did I just put some in here? And if I did, did I put one or did I just put two? Like, what did I actually just do? And I, like, I wouldn't be focused enough on that moment to even remember those things. So if that sounds like you then you may be experiencing one of those symptoms that is just this inability to focus. And what's interesting is that I I call it an inability to focus, but I, I truly feel like it's an inability to stop hyper-focusing. And what I mean by that is that you're so in your head and hyper-focused on whatever it is that is your worry of that moment that you're not able to focus on what's actually happening in reality, because you're like zoned in on this thing that's just really in your head kind of thought process that you're not able to actually enjoy what's here physically. And so it it results in what looks like externally an inability to focus, but really internally, it's an inability to, (laughs) like it's, you're not able to stop hyper-focusing. So I just like to make that connection there because really when you're in that kind of state of mind, you actually do have a lot of, um, you have a, a strong ability to focus, perhaps too strong. So you're focused on that one thing and not able to see everything else. It's kind of like if you were to look at your finger in front of your face, like if you're focused on this, everything else around it is just not as clear. You're not really seeing it as much when you're focused on your one finger right in front of your face, which is great when it's something good to be focused on and it's what you need to be doing with your time. But when it's not, it ends up working against you. So lack of focus was something that I experienced a great deal of and something that was just, I did not expect that to be a symptom of postpartum depression. Like I just didn't know, had no idea, but it's apparently really, really common. So if you're experiencing that, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Like it is, it is okay. It's within the realm of normal, if you will, for those of us who are struggling with postpartum depression. Um, and then number three, this was something that I literally had never even heard of. And I think that most people, if you're a follower of this podcast, you've been listening to me for a while now, then you already know about this. But when I first experienced panic and panic attacks, I had never heard of them before. 
Like it was so foreign to me that I just, I didn't know that it existed, which is, it's interesting that you can kind of go through life. And if you don't have the personal experiences of these things, you might not even recognize that anyone else is struggling with it. But now that I know my eyes are open and I know that there is a, there are many people who, who struggle with panic, whether it be some sort of like ongoing panic or panic um, associated with postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. But it's something that I just didn't know existed. And I wish I did know prior to experiencing it because maybe then I would not have been as afraid. Because again, going back to my point, once you know, it's not as scary. And so I just didn't know. And it scared me. It literally like shook me to my core. I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to die. Like that is literally how I felt. Um, And if you have not heard the story about my very first panic attack, I would encourage you to go back um, throughout my podcast. um, I do talk about that very first uh, panic attack and I also have a blog post about it. So if you're interested in hearing that story, definitely go check it out um, because I go through all the details of exactly what it felt like for me to experience that very first panic attack and not know what was actually happening. Um, So panic attacks, I always have trouble kind of articulating what it feels like to be in panic. Um, But the best way that I can kind of think of it is like, you feel like you're going crazy. Um, Your thoughts are all over the place. Your heart might be racing. Um, For me, I would kind of get like these hot flashes where I would just feel like a flush of like heat throughout my body. And then I would feel really cold. Um, But it really depends on the particular panic attack. And then it, it varies from person to person. So it could be one way for you this time. And then the next time you have a panic attack, it could be totally different. And they're all still a panic attack. Um, but panic attacks really can be like disabling because you develop what's called a fear of fears. And it's really this idea that you are afraid of the next time that you become afraid enough to have panic. Mouthful. Um, but a panic attack is really like this, this flood of fear that is unwarranted. If you're in a life or death situation and it's warranted that you panic, then it's not it's not necessarily like a bad thing because it'll help you to make a decision about what to do and how you get out of that situation. But if you are panicking and there's no reason to panic, then you just really feel like you feel kind of handicapped in the situation. Like you don't know what to do. And it's just like, if you've never experienced a panic attack, then you're probably like, oh, what is, what is this? What is, what is she talking about? Like, that makes no sense. But if you've experienced a panic attack, it makes absolute sense for you. Like you literally feel like I am going to die. And for me, panic attacks would come about many different times throughout the day. Um, But a lot of times it would start when I I started to get afraid of like intrusive thoughts, which I've talked about intrusive thoughts so many times, um, they're another kind of uncommon or unexpected symptom of postpartum depression. Um, But these panic attacks would typically come from these intrusive thoughts. So I would have like an intrusive thought, like what if I, I hurt myself or what if I'm actually losing my mind or what if, what if, what if you can fill in the blank with any of those scary things that you want to fill in the blank with. And then I would get to the point where I'm like, panic right now, panic. Like everything just felt like 
terrible. Um, a lot of times for me with a panic attack, I start to feel extremely dizzy. I just kind of feel like the room is spinning. Um, I might feel like tingling in my extremities. So you might feel that in your hands, you might feel it in your toes. Um, again, it really depends on the person and it depends on that particular panic attack, but you know it when you're there. And I remember experiencing this sensation and not knowing what in the world was going on. I was actually in the hospital at the time giving birth to my third child when I had my first panic attack. And I remember like asking the nurse, like, am I dying? Because I truly felt like I was dying. I didn't know what to do and how to stop the panic. It was just like mass chaos in my mind. It's like if you were to think of uh, some kind of like office with a bunch of people working and panic comes in and everyone's just like running around like, ah. I mean, think of The Office, if you're an Office fan, when Dwight decided to start a fire in The Office. If you're not an Office fan and you've never seen that scene, you might want to go check it out. That's what panic is like. Everything is just kind of like running all over the place. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, that's that's it. And so I didn't know that panic was, first of all, I didn't know it was thing. I mean, I've heard people say like, oh, like she's panicking or whatever. But like, I didn't know it was like a, a real thing. I thought more of like, I don't know, hard to explain, but I just didn't know like the level that people would experience, uh, the level of fear that you experience when you have an actual panic attack. So I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it was something that was common with postpartum depression. Like it was just Again, one of those symptoms that was totally left field for me, made me feel like I was going crazy, made me feel like I was going to die. Like, this is it. This is how my life ends. Like, I literally just go crazy. Um, I remember saying to my my therapist one time when I was telling her, like, I, I need help, like, today. I need this issue resolved. Like, I cannot go through this for another day. And she was like, well, what's going to happen? What do you think will happen if you have to wait another week before relief comes. And I literally just felt like my head was going to explode if I didn't get the help right then. Like if things didn't change in that moment, I felt like this was it. Head explode. I don't have enough. Uh, my body just can't hold all this stuff together in my brain. Um, but that's not actually what happens. Panic is totally unwarranted when it's a panic attack. And so it's just, um, it is something that's uncomfortable, but it's not something that is dangerous or in any way going to harm you. So that for me was super, super helpful to find out, um, to first find out that there was a name for what I was going through. And then to find out that it wasn't actually something that was harmful and that I was going to be okay throughout the experience, even though it felt like I wasn't going to be okay. Um, and again, I have three children, so you may occasionally hear them as a guest, an unwanted guest on the podcast. Um, but it just, that helped me so much to know what it was and that I wasn't actually going crazy. So if you're experiencing that, I hope that that encourages you too, to know that this is not something that you need to fear. This is something that you can get through. It's uncomfortable, but it is not dangerous. And so, um, yeah, other things that kind of happened with that, again, looking at my notes, but uh, dizziness, the numbing throughout my body, uh, a lot of stomach pains could happen, um, headaches. Oh my goodness, the headaches that I would get from panic, like 
don't wish that on anyone because it is painful. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different things that could happen within a panic attack. And again, if this is something that you're experiencing, it's another one of those things that I encourage you to look into and get more information, get additional resources so that you are fully equipped and know what to expect. I feel like that is like part number one to overcoming any of this is like knowing what it is that you're actually going through so that you can put a name to things and not be living in fear for the next time this thing might actually happen in your life. Um, and so if you are someone who's struggling and you need more support, I do have an entire toolkit that I have put together. These are tools that I have used to retrain my brain and to help me overcome derealization, depersonalization, um, the inability to focus, panic attacks, intrusive thoughts, like all of that, those mental barriers that you have in place right now, um, this toolkit is meant to completely crush. And so I want to get that into your hands, totally free resource. Um, number one tool that I have in there is my thought capture. Absolutely love this process. It teaches you how to capture negative thoughts and how to replace them with positive ones. It's a really simple process, but if you don't know how to do it, then it seems like it's impossible. So that's the number one tool that's included in this toolkit, but there are other resources in there too and things that have been super, super helpful for me throughout my journey. Um, if you would like to get that toolkit, then you just have to go to defeatppd.com. Uh, that's defeatppd.com. And then you sign up there, you put in your email address and it will come straight to your email. Um, you may want to check like your junk folder or what have you just to make sure that you actually get it. But once you get it, go ahead and start looking through it and use that resource, like truly use it because it can be life-changing if you do the work to actually like make a change. Um, so yeah, that's today's episode. Again, super, super excited that we're in 2021. Like this is going to be an amazing year. I'm just already claiming it and I hope that you will too. Um, as always, if you want to get in touch with me, my email address is info at defeatppd.com. I will be going through a little bit of a branding change soon. So that email address may be changing, but for now you can reach me there. It's info at defeatppd.com. All right. Well, I hope that you have an amazing day and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.